Welcome back to the Omni Wellness Studio Podcast. Thank you again for tuning in. We got another special episode in store for you today. Like always, if you like the content we're putting out and the message, leave us a review, subscribe, give us some love. All right. Welcome back to the Omni Wellness Studio podcast. I am Allie and I've got a very special guest with me today. I've got my son, Bose. Hey, I'm I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> he is here. And I even had to already redo the little intro there and we got to laughing. I was giggling. It was that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I called him the co-host instead of my very special guest. So oh, man. you kind of thought that I, was funny. In the span of a few seconds, I went from guest to co-host. What an honor. <laughs> That escalated quickly. Yes. (laughs) Well, we are super happy to have him here. And the reason that I wanted to talk with you today is because I have been able to see quite the transformation from you from the inside out, which are my favorite transformations, by the way. There's a lot that goes on with people when they make these transformations on the outside where they're never super comfortable in their bodies for whatever reason, and they tend to go back to old habits. But when you make changes from the inside out, it tends to stick around a lot longer. So that's something that I've seen in you, and I wanted to get you in here to where you could tell your story and possibly help some other people who are at the beginning of their fitness, wellness, nutrition journeys, because you're kind of doing it all in one, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I've started, what, about uh, the beginning of 2023, I guess, truly, like, actually getting into that. And it's it's been, um, it's had its ups and downs. It's been, you know, since, since the beginning, you know, I've, essentially found different ways to keep myself going and it's going really well now i'm essentially like i i can feel myself it's still that like rising action yeah going on i haven't hit like i feel like i haven't hit like this is it now this is my life i got i gotta be <laughs> this is this is what it is now but i'm still making progress and all that you yeah know, over the course of a year you're making great progress and i i remember back a year ago you were totally embracing that you were a new year's resolutioner. Yes. Yes. That's what it was. It was for my 2023 new year's resolution. I was like, this is it. This is the year I finally want to get and start getting in shape. And I told some people that and they were like, yeah, what? Yeah. I know people kind of scoff sometimes at people that are, that are saying this at the beginning of the year. They're like, Oh, we've heard this before. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that that's without merit. I'm sure like I I've seen people that were like, we're going to get fit. And then, uh, that they fall off. Yeah. Basically. And that happens sometimes it, it really does. And the important thing is that you keep going back to it. You even, even if you fall off the wagon for however many days, weeks or months or even years, it's always there. That's what I tell people. It's always there to go back to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I when I started, I've never been the type of person to force myself to do just about anything. You know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's always somebody telling me to do something and then I do it. But in this case, I was like, this is it. Now, 
now that I'm out of high school going into college, I, I, I felt like I couldn't live such a sediment, a sedimentary, I guess would be the words. Sedentary. Sedentary. Yeah. Sed- sediment, something totally different. Sed- <laughs> uh, sedentary lifestyle anymore. Um, cause what, what, what were your days consisting of the days at that time? Yeah. The days were wake up, eat, do a, at that point I had just started college and I was only taking online classes. So basically take a, an hour, maybe two hours out of my day to do some schoolwork and then eat. And then I'm, I'm big into video games, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I would just play hours upon hours of video games, not getting up or doing anything, eat again, dinner, and then go to sleep really late. <laughs> that was basically yeah. my day. Like around that time, those were times where I was getting up. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. You remember those days? I was getting oh my up God. in yeah. the, like between three and three thirty, and there were plenty of times you were still awake and I would be fixing, you know, the cat's food and everything. And you would be coming up to say yep. goodnight. I, I, yeah, I, I've, I saw memes, uh, just recently about that, like, oh, me going to sleep at six o'clock and saying, <laughs> or at, yeah, and saying goodnight to people, uh, just waking up. And I'm like, wow, that really, w-. now granted waking up at three thirty is, was still it's still crazy to me but yeah, that was a little abnormal for me yeah but it was still like wow i totally different schedules yeah pretty much so when you were at that point in your life like where you knew you had to make a change that wasn't something that just happened overnight as in you didn't put on the weight that you put on you weren't feel is it fair to say uncomfortable in your clothes um, what was it that you were feeling at that time that you were like, this has to change? I, it felt, it felt weird. Not, not because my clothes, I was always comfortable in my clothes. It was more so seeing everybody around me start to do that. Namely, uh, the main driving influence was uh, Kara. Oh yeah, because yeah. Kara had started going to the gym, didn't she? Kara started going to the gym, and I was like, "Wow, she's doing this. Why can't I do this?" Not to one up her, but to be like, "Why am I not? Why am Why am I like this?" And I was looking. I'm looking at my friends at the time, and they're living very similar lifestyles. And I'm like, "I I personally was like, I I gotta I gotta start. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go ahead and push myself out there." And that's when I came to you and Keith. And was like, hey, what gym do y'all go to? I wanna I wanna start and figure that out. Yeah. So that's that's where it started for me. Well, we're gonna back it up even further. Cause something that I like to know from people who have made these lifestyle changes, it's just gonna be interesting to hear from from your mouth because <laughs> I of course lived it with you, but I, I and I kinda know, but I wanna know, you know your upbringing yes how were you raised as far as food habits go because a lot of of what is so hard to change once those habits are in place and you've put on whatever weight you're going to put on and you're just the habits that you've developed that all starts from when you were 
little, little. Yes. So take us back. Take us back. And what do you remember from how we ate, how I cooked for you? Because I did cook for you at one time. Yes. That was cra- <laughs> crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it was so he, long ago. When he moved, when he moved in, I, when he moved in with us. So you moved in with us 2020? 20, 20, 20, yeah. Jan, or not January, uh, July 2022. July 2022. And he was coming to live with us, which he'll talk more about that later. Yes. But my I whole wanted life to, story. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're how old now? I am. Why do I got to think about it? I'm almost 21. <laughs> I'm glad you said it because I, I was having to think about it too. <laughs> I was like, how old are you? Yeah, you're going to be 21 be next tw- month. 21 in just about a month. So Yeah, just about. Yeah, so I'll be like an actual real adult by that point. Like a lot of people are like, yeah, when you're 18, you're an adult. But when you're 18, you're still a teen. 19, you're still a teen. 20 is that weird. Like I feel like I'm an adult pretty much doing adulting things. But I still can't. I still can't drink. Not that I want to. But I can't. And there's still like limitations to that. Like I, I don't – can I even rent or not rent, but can I like go and get like an Airbnb? <laughs> is I don't that even something? know what the age limit is on that because you, you guys have done that before. We did that before, but I don't know if that was under one of my friends' yeah. names who was already 21. So I, I don't know. But basically I'll be 21 in a month. <laughs> So I got, I got, I got a good 20 years of life to go through (laughs) your entire life story, entire life story. But you, when you came to live with us, I wanted to set the expectation of what it was going to be like living at our house. And one of the things that I told you was please don't Don't expect, (laughs) don't expect meals to be cooked for you. I don't, (laughs) she prefaced it with. We basically don't all don't eat the same thing. We don't sit down like a family, like an actual unit at a specific time and eat. We eat whenever we feel like it, whatever we feel like that yes. we get. And I was like, works for me. Perfect. Exactly. Because so, you're you you do your own thing. And at the time, I remember offering to cook for Kara, but it would be too early because we eat so early because we go to bed so early. <laughs> And it wouldn't work for me because your dinner is like my lunch. I know, basically. Which I know is, if we were trying to all try and sit down and eat a meal together, it would be like your lunch, and Kara would just be miserable because she would just be thinking the whole time, "This is too early. This is too early. This is too early." It's funny when we go to, uh, they call my mom Anna. So when we went to Anna's house, oh my, me gosh, and Kara. Dude. Well, this was just with me and Kara, and we were going out to eat quite a bit when we were there this was back in august yeah and kara yeah. would be like what time are we going to go eat oh my god we'd gosh. be like every single night we we're like um like in between five and five thirty. and she's like that's so early, early. <laughs> so early <laughs> but anyway yes i wanted to make sure the expectation was set but there was a time a long time ago where i did prepare meals for you and kara and from what i remember i still ate differently <laughs> What I ate than what you guys ate. I don't remember that. Um, but going going all the way back to as early as I can remember, which would be like three or four, you know. It's pretty good. Yeah, I know. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, going all the way that back. That could either be really, really good or super traumatizing. <laughs> it, it, 
depends. <laughs> Luckily, I'm not. I'm. I think I'm stable. So, um, going all the way back there to way back when the old house with uh, when you were still married. Yeah. To dad. Um. It would. It. It was what I remember. Pretty. Pretty traditional. Dad. You know, working the. I don't remember he. I can't remember what he was working at the time, but at very simple, like a nine to five, basically it would occasionally the hours would differ. Yeah. Well, he would work, he would work 12 hour shifts, but they would switch. Yes. Two weeks he would work nights and two weeks he would work days. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I always remember, um, going with you to whatever gym you were going to first, it was the YMCA. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Um, and I remember the, I remember those car, car rides being really long. Yeah. It was a good 30 minutes <laughs> just like, to get there. Cause yeah. it was from, it was from white, which is outside of Cartersville to Canton. Cause the YMCA was the only thing that I knew. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that. And that's just because I was so young and my time, like my actual like time frame was so low for everything pretty much that a long car ride, which is 30 minutes, which for me now is nothing. But back then I was like, Oh my God, this is an eternity. <laughs> um, but I remember that. And then I remember you switching to body plex mm-hmm. as well. And I, you know, I got accustomed to that. There was dad, like a little, like a kid play area. So I remember that. So I was always surrounded by like that, the, the gym yeah, basically from early on. I do remember it was, uh, Every night there'd be meals. I, I, it would not be fun for yourself. No, it would be meals made by you. Various things, various things. Um, what are some? I'm just curious. What are some of the meals that you remember? I remember calzones. Cal- oh, yeah. calzones were calzones were a favorite of mine. Um, and I would actually, well, I wouldn't make the pizza crust, but I would get the the ingredients pizza yes. crust and. Those y'all loved those things. Oh, you loved they those were things. they were so good. They were so good. Like I would make them. You know, this wasn't like frozen, already made calzones. Like, like I said, I would have the like the Pillsbury pizza crust that you roll out, but I would put cheese. And you were a cheese and pepperoni. I was cheese and pepperoni. Yes. Yeah, and that was Ca- like pretty Cara, much. Cara was Cara just cheese. <laughs> She well, there was a time where she did eat pepperoni. Okay, there was a time that was so long ago. <laughs> it was so long ago, and I I remember thinking, remember when you guys would come to me like after I moved out and I was on my own, and y'all would come to my house, and it was a big deal to do bacon cheeseburgers. Oh my gosh, bacon cheeseburgers were we love so those. Awesome. Even even now, like even now, we don't do. Um, we don't do like family meals all that often, but when we do, when we do, which is again, it's rare, but we do sometimes bacon cheeseburgers is one of those things we still consider because everyone likes them except for Kara, except it was heartbreaking when she told me, oh my gosh. And she was, she was actually afraid to hurt my feelings. Um, it started with, she didn't want bacon on hers then she didn't want cheese on hers. And then she broke the news to me that she didn't like hamburgers and then i thought that it was okay we'll just do brats for her then then she broke the news to me that (laughs) she didn't like brats and then we find out she is not into and she just didn't know how to say it she didn't want to eat any meat besides chicken and turkey that that was a process that happened yeah 
it was it was a, a gradual yes. change and i i would remember that it'd be like i do remember that where it'd be like oh we're not gonna have bacon for kara i didn't really care it was whatever as long as you got bacon as long as i got bacon it was fine and then it was oh we're gonna do brats that's what it yeah. was brats and then it, it devolved even further into what does she have now does she she has either like a turkey burger or a black bean burger yeah now she likes those and she likes the plant-based beyond type burgers those she really likes those um but anyway what other meals do you remember growing up there was calzones the calzones were a big one for me that i remember the other big ones i remember specifically were uh, we call it pretzel chicken. It's basically oh, yeah. just fried chicken. Oh, um, so good. But instead of using like any other, it, the crust is made out of pretzels, you know, and it's got that, it's so good. And I was always so weird because I liked mustard <laughs> on just about a lot of things, like gross things. It was weird. That's how I would get you to try new vegetables. That's what it would I'd be. I'd be like, yes. just dip it in your mustard. And Mustard is a very strong, strong taste. Strong taste, yes. So I really didn't care how you ate it, and mustard didn't have sugar in it. It was calorie-free, so load it <laughs> up. I didn't care. Um, I remember that. And I, on the vegetables thing, that's where my love of... I don't even care how it's cooked. Like For me, at least, unless it's overcooked, you can't mess up broccoli and cauliflower. Those are two of my favorites. I I eat broccoli to this day. Love it still. I don't I don't care. I I steam it. <laughs> I, I steam broccoli. And a lot of my friends, I was I was talking with them, and they tell me that they uh, like oven sear it or whatever, so it gets a char, and they do mm-hmm. olive oil and salt. I tell them I boil it. <laughs> yeah. And and maybe salt. That's all it needs. That's all it needs for me. And of course, potatoes. We're good. I know anytime I try and do the roasted broccoli, it never comes I end up burning it. Yeah, that's that's always I'm the type of person that either gets distracted and forget how long I've had something in there. I'll even set a timer, but then I won't hear the timer. So things have to be very simple for me. Yeah. They will get overcooked, they'll burn, and roasted broccoli is one of those things. So I just steam it too. I just get one of those big Bags. bags like a steam a steaming bag yeah. like the like Publix name brand or I don't know there's one in the blue bag mm-hmm. I can't remember. and just it, it, like five minutes in a microwave and it's good and I like it so that's what was cool about you and Kara both she still likes broccoli and cauliflower to this day too and that's something that y'all have been eating from the get go from yeah. the beginning um, zucchini. I was surprised that y'all liked zucchini. I still like zucchini. Yes, I've so gotten more. She. I've gotten more particular with my zucchini. If anything, like I like it prepared a certain way. How do you like it? I like pan fry with like oil and salt before you put it in, mm-hmm. so that that flavor really gets in. It kind of dehydrates it just a little bit, so it's not like. Uh, and I don't like it burnt, basically. Yeah. And I like it instead of cutting. How did we? How did we eat it previously? I cut mine into quarters. I would do quarters. Quarters. Okay, that's where it came from. Yeah. So. So like we didn't do a lot of fast food. No, it was a special day when we did fast food. It was the classic. Oh my god, there's McDonald's. Let's go to McDonald's. And then when we got, if I got a double cheeseburger, it'd be great. It'd be an awesome day. A, a favorite of ours would be for special occasions. It'd be Little Caesars. 
And this is where my love of Little Caesars comes from. Still love Little Caesars. Um, shout out. Uh, <laughs> for, for I think it's $6.99 now. For $6.99, you can get a whole pizza in less than five minutes. It used to be $5. It used to be $5 back in the day. Subway was another one. Oh, um, yeah. I've liked that. And let me let me tell you something. For me, I, I don't care. Uh, I'm not too picky, really. So... Like a, a Domino's pizza, like sure, it's good. It tastes better. But a little Caesar's pizza tastes good. It tastes fine, for but for way cheaper. And I think that increases the taste for me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing to, to say like money equals taste. That's the type of thing. But for me at least – I could, I could, I could go for that. Like any time. I would say even, even bad pizza is still good pizza to me. That was, that was a thing. They still, uh, they still sell these and I get, and I get nostalgic when I look at I them. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I work, I, yeah, I work at a grocery store. So every time I see someone buy a Totino's pizza, it is probably the crappiest <laughs> I don't mean to bad mouth, but it is. There's a reason it's like a dollar. Like it's the crappiest pizza ever. And when we would go and visit uh, my grandparents um, out in Woodstock, they always had one on deck because I love them, and I could probably still eat them. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's so hard to be like this pizza is inedible. I'm not eating it. And Totino's pizza does not fall under that. Still. I would. I would still eat. I would I would probably badmouth it, but if you were to leave some pizza behind, like you would sometimes <laughs> as a kid, I would I would eat what you left. It's it actually is edible. It is edible. It, I hate to say it's good pizza, but it's actually pretty good. It, it's, it is it's what perfect. it is. It's it, it is what it is. Yes. So that was one of the things that um, was hard for me as a mom when we would go to Papa and Grant's house. Because it was like a food free for all. They love they love us and they love to spoil us. Um, even and food is a love language f- to them. Food is and food is a lo- love language for me. I love receiving food. I love making food. Um, especially when when I when I talk about my like closer to where I am now since I've had to cook more, I've definitely have gotten a love for cooking my own food now. Um, so I definitely get that, but I love receiving good food too. Like again, cause I'm not picky. If, if food is good, it, it, it takes a lot for me to not like something. Yeah. Like it, I guess one thing back in the day, um, that I really didn't like was this one, one time you made, <laughs> Oh my God. Sloppy Joe's. <laughs> and I, I, to the to this day, I don't know what it was about it because I like sloppy joes now, and I, you know, honestly, if you were to make them now and try to redeem yourself, I probably would love them. But back in the day, I was like, eh, no, no, oh my god, it's terrible. they will never let me live down the sloppy joe night. The sloppy joe night, I can't, I I can't pinpoint what it was. Now that was that's one of the things I remember them being bad. I can't remember them why being bad. Who knows? Maybe just because I was a kid and I was still particular i guess maybe because it yeah, didn't you have, were you were kind of you were picky at an earlier age yeah that's what and maybe because it didn't have mustard on it like i don't know i know there was a time when you were little little that you would 
one of your favorite meals, the go-to was hot dogs, cheese, and pickles. Like hot I can dogs, still cheese, pickle. hear yeah. you saying it. And so the way that I like to structure your food growing up was that you would have a meat, you would have a vegetable, and you would have like some sort of carb, um, a starch, a starch. Yeah, and so then like, and we then, would do the instant mashed potatoes, and then the broccoli, and then you know hot dogs. And there, there were times as long as a majority of the plate was, you know, reasonably nutritious, yeah. then it was fair game. So there would be times where you, I always wanted y'all to know that like vegetables were a normal part of a meal. So there were times where you would have, um, you know, chicken nuggets but you were going to have some fresh broccoli along the way or zucchini or whatever it happened to be. And I ate it. I never brought anything back home. I never really threw anything away. Like compared to everyone else, they looked at me weird because towards, I guess going in elementary school and towards the end of elementary school, the the lunches slowly grew into the amount of things. Like at first it was like you said, hot dogs, cheese, pickle. Well, let's talk about school lunches, like people that have like kids and, um, doing the school lunch thing, like the way that I would structure your school lunches was you would, you were big into peanut butter sandwiches. That's So yep. whatever the sandwich choice was, Kara had her sandwich choice. So it was sandwich. You would have a serving, like a reasonable serving of chips. Yes. You would have a fruit. You loved strawberries. strawberries. Oh my gosh. I, I could go on and on about fruit. And I love fruit to this day. I'm more of a fruit than a vegetable guy. Like I went on about broccoli and cauliflower, but let me tell you something. Grapes, bananas, strawberries, pineapple. Pineapple is another one. Strawberries and pineapple. Those are the main ones. Yeah. And though those particular, I could eat those any day of the week. And I've slowly been getting a taste more for other things. Namely, uh, I don't, I'm not big on mango, but I'm big. I'm starting to like coconut more. Hmm. Yes. That's interesting. I know. Um, and I was never really big on coconut. Like I, I like coconut in and not with like chocolate. Oh, that's that's how I love it. <laughs> <laughs> coconut and chocolates that's for so me is is still weird. Like I could never eat and and love a Mounds bar. Yeah. But if I had like shredded coconut on something, I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, this is terrible. I, I actually like it. Yeah. So that's that's one thing for me. And so. then the that was the basic meal the the basic lunch it was the sandwich a reasonable portion like pretty small and i'm saying reasonable as in it's not like a huge portion of chips like not like chips you would get in the checkout line at the gas station or whatever like this was just like a reasonable portion of chips uh you would have your fruit and you would have a sweet snack oh yes that's what we called it a sweet snack a sweet snack and that could be anything from you know, a few Hershey kisses. That it was it was either four Hershey kisses, that was one, or like one little one package of a little Debbie snack. Yeah. So it'd be like Swiss my favorites were Swiss rolls or cosmic brownie. Oh, so, I remember those. Yes. Those those would be the ones. But the four Hershey kisses were also yeah. a big one that we would go with. So I just tried to keep everything portioned to where I never wanted y'all to think that food was bad. Or there was food that was off limits. Now, there were certain foods that were what I called free foods that I didn't care how much of it you ate. So if you came up to me and it was, you know, right before dinner time or you had just finished eating and you had already had your sweet snack, uh, you were still hungry. I would I'd tell you you could get apple. Apples were one of those things. Apple. Yeah. And what was the other one? 
why can't I remember? <laughs> we already kind of touched on it, but it's what we, I'm going to give you a few hints. It's what Keith and I eat now when we're in a severe deficit and we're so hungry. And what what is it that Keith will have in the cabinet or have Instacarted or whatever? He, there's like 10 jars that he'll get. Oh my gosh. Pickles. Oh, it was pickles. pickles. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Pickles, pickles were a free food. So y'all could just. And they're considered a vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was, it was great. And I, and I liked it because I didn't taste anything like any, like I like uh, broccoli and cauliflower, but pickles because they're cucumbers, you know, but it didn't because they're tangy and sour. They didn't taste like, and I love sour things. So they tasted nothing like any other vegetable. Yeah. I've ever had. So that Kara would usually go for the apple. She the was apple, an apple it, yes. person. So things like that. It was, it was just. Because I, I knew that you really weren't hungry, hungry. You just needed something to like top yourself yeah, off. I take, guess. take the edge off. Yes. yes. But going back to your lunch, your lunch definitely grew uh, in middle school uh, for sure. You ended up taking your lunch in, an, in a <laughs> soft, soft cover igloo cooler. Yes. It, it evolved from a, it was initially a paper sack. Oh, drink. We got to talk about the drink. Uh, oh. You were never so. First of all, oh, like yeah. they never drank sodas. We did not do sodas, soft drinks, pop, whatever y'all we want to call it. We didn't do that, and maybe it's some sort of like thing in uh, the development style of my brain. But I was always shooed away from sodas, um, at least from you. From dad, I saw sodas everywhere. Yeah, but from you, no sodas. Drink something else, and it was. Well, water was one. Mm-hmm. And back then, because I was like a kid, I was like, oh, water. No. I know. It was I, hard to get you to drink water. So what we did was, um, and this was something that I did when y'all were, gosh, not like infants, but like babies, toddlers, yes. baby slash toddler, where you were starting to drink other drinks. I didn't want you to have the taste of something super sweet because once you taste something super sweet you can't go back it's got that dopamine yeah <laughs> it I triggers didn't, something in your brain exactly so. so for a long time for instance cookie crisp were cookies to you guys <laughs> cookies yes yes um, oh i remember that yeah and that's not to say y'all didn't have like sugar sugar but i didn't when it came to drinks and stuff like that there was just no nutritional value in apple juice Uh, So I would water it down. Yes. Uh, And we also lived in South Georgia where the water tasted disgusting. I don't care what filter. It's it's got that. It's that bog water. It's not good. Right next to the Oki Finoki. Yeah. It was pretty bad. It was awful. And so I was like, if I can't even drink this water without flavoring it with something, how are they going to do it? Like, I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. So we did the crystal light thing where you know it's like one container to two quarts but i would do it to a whole gallon so y'all yes. started calling it lemon juice we we yes so basically for the longest time the i i would only have i would only drink pretty much three things and it would be water and it would be a specific uh, i don't know it could be anything but there was a specific brand crystal light like mm-hmm. you said of a, a lemonade flavoring packet and it had zero sugar. Yeah. Right. That's why we had, it was a flavoring, but with zero sugar. And I'm not worried about artificial sweeteners at all. I know some people listening might be like artificial <laughs> sweeteners. I do not care. 
about. It tasted good. That's yes. all that matters. I don't I, care about I, artificial sweeteners. You're I, not so, consuming enough artificial sweetener to have it yeah. make a difference. So it would be that. And then the main one, which I feel like we were building up to, what the main one was milk. milk. And I loved, loved milk for the longest time. Like this was, this was, that the, was your go-to. This was my go-to drink. I like he would milk. take milk in his it's, lunches. Like that's how much people looked at me weird. I got weird looks. Not that because people would drink milk. They would see me drinking it out of like a actual like shaker bottle. Yeah. <laughs> because you drank enough of it and you were bringing a cooler anyway. So I'm not going to pay for you to get school milk when I can just pour it in a eight ounce container for you to take in your yeah, lunch. People looked at people looked at me weird and they were like, why aren't you drinking a Trumu or uh, uh, whatever the other one, dairy pure <laughs> milk <laughs> at school. And I was like, this is what I got and it always tastes good. And then like they stopped looking at me weird one time when uh, someone got sick <laughs> from it and they were like, oh my gosh. I was like, well, there you go. Yeah. So, so needless to say, you loved food i loved food and looking like looking back like i look back at pictures and stuff like that and you to me it was weird because you were always taller than the other kids yeah and, and it was, I, I i think it was because of the milk <laughs> the bo- the bone the like i genuinely think it's because i drank so much milk um and it's going to be a weird combination of things when I get into it, but I, I genuinely think it was because of the milk and, you know, the milk grows bones and it grows, you know, like fat. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was getting to, too, is I, I remember um, realizing with you, you would get you would get thicker around the middle before you grew taller. So that's how I knew you were getting ready hmm. to grow. Um, you're I got you, thicker. that's 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 i'm sorry that's just funny i don't know how else to say it you've always been very barrel chested like even as a when you were born you've been you've you've had like this barrel chest yeah so your torso has always carried more of your weight than the rest of your body so i knew that you were getting ready to grow when you would get thicker around the middle and then sure enough you would get taller and it would stretch it out yeah um but then there came a point. Yes. There came a point where you were pretty much as tall as you were going to get. But I did notice your shirt sizes started going up and clothes started fitting a little tighter. Yep. And I, that we can probably, because it's been interesting talking, having some conversations with you over the last few years where that shift started happening, where portions were in control Um you weren't a kid who went and as far as I know that would get into the cabinets and binge on food and hide food. You weren't like that at all. Like you seriously ate the meals that you ate and you played outside a lot. At that time I was pretty strict with how much screen time you got. There was a very various methods of me getting me outside. And it wasn't like once I at an early age, y'all introduced me to video games Right. Mm-hmm. And that's it's my number one hobby now is playing games. And uh, it's it's just that thing where once you get into a hobby, you really don't want to stop. And it's something as non like if it would be different if it was odd. Oh, yeah, I like 
catching snakes or something outside. There's only so many snakes you can catch. Exactly. So, but with games, there were already at that point 20, 20 years worth of games that I could go back to and more coming out and the games industry is bigger than ever yeah so there was started, there was no stopping yeah with it. when we started you out on video gaming your dad had a simulator on the computer yes that had all of the old like super mario brothers back from you know way back well, when legend so, of zelda i was yeah. a big nintendo kid still a big nintendo guy yeah so you started on the old like the very first nintendo games when you started playing yeah uh, so once I got hooked on that, there would be there would be days where I would look at the computer nonstop, and I, there were certain times where you would catch on that that was happening and be like, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do: spend an hour outside, spend an hour on games, something like that." Or mm-hmm. another one was, um, "Go ride your bike." I was big on biking yeah. as, as a kid. Um, go ride your bike and for every lap you do around the neighborhood, <laughs> I, 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 to this day, I was, I was still remember that I'm like, this conversion ratio is crap because <laughs> it would, it would be like a mile bike ride. I would get 30 minutes and mind you, this was not like, stri- like this was not like a straight no. neighborhood at all. This was full of hills. It was uphill. Both ways. Both ways. Yes. (laughs) It truly was. It was uphill both ways. I went on this loop. (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh, man, this isn't worth it. (laughs) So I feel like that there was, you know, a good balance of physical activity and fun food and nutritious food and things I felt like were being set up for a good foundation for a healthy lifestyle. And then I would say, Shit kind of hit the fan when you were... Excuse my language. Yes, shit did hit the fan really bad, particularly in seventh grade is where it really hit uh, bad. Um, I I would generally consider seventh grade to be the toughest year of my schooling. Um, not, not, not because of school, but the environmental factors around which affected school and it created a negative feedback loop of me suffering in school. And I was always great in school. Like me, I, 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 well, I was just about to say schools always come easy to you. And, and I would say the schoolwork always has come easy to you. It was the emotional. I was an, I was an emotional kid and I'm still an emotional guy. You just learn uh, how to channel your I emotions just how very to well. People call me quirky. I'm, I'm a, I, I got some quirk in me, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm I'm more of an emotional guy. I I tend to overreact. That's something, or I tend to dramatize some things. You know, may, you know and I don't know why. I guess I just do that, but. Um, in seventh grade, it was a variety, just a lot of different things. The main one was yours and dad's divorce. Yeah. You know that. That was that was the main one. And that that really took a toll. And the, I remember the day I found out, this is where um, I, I finally found out that I uh, was a big stress eater um, and, and a mo- big moment of distress like that. I... At, uh, in seventh grade, went through an entire 
what was it like a half gallon of ice cream mm-hmm. in a in a single in a single night? Y'all didn't get on to me for that. Uh, not that I remember. I don't even remember you doing that. You don't remember me doing that. I I guess I ate it that fast. But I, I do, remember you you told me about it years later, and I was just like, I just don't. There was. I'm sure there was a lot more. <laughs> Yeah. There, was, there was probably yeah. a lot more going on. I than- mean, because there was there was stuff that I just don't remember from that particular time at all. I think I blocked a lot of that out, to be honest with you. That, yeah. And it was it was that and it was um, the constant. At that point, we were still moving around a lot as well. I remember um, when you moved out, uh, we went with you for a week. I remember that, and we and one of my one one of Kara's friends' parents uh, took us in to uh, like a small room they had, or was it like their? It was like was it a small room or like a garage or something? I it was remember. like a like a small apartment over their garage, basically, and it was like that, and it 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 was just I can't remember a lot from that time, but it was definitely very strange to to feel uprooted, yeah, basically. Um, and once I, I don't know, Cause that was a very quick, very quick, even for me, a very quick yes. move it that would, I, mm. I know even for me was traumatic and I would, I would, I would say it's fair to say that it was traumatic for you and Kara as well, because y'all did not see it coming. No, well, I, I remember myself. I mean, you knew asking, that we were getting divorced, but you didn't know that particular no, exit that, of the house was going to happen the way that it did as quickly as it did. From other stories I heard about getting divorced, I had not. I a lot of them were pretty, from what I understood, clean. Like one found a place to live. They moved out, or one of them moved out amicably. That, but it was really fast. Yeah. Like, I didn't know where, like, to be fair, when you said we were leaving, I didn't know where we were going Yeah. by that point. And we were taking the cats with us as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is uh, uh, traumatic, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. And skipping ahead a little bit, we eventually did find a house mm-hmm. in, in Car- not in White, but in Cartersville. We eventually did. And we stayed there for a year. Um, and that was that was tough. It was definitely strange because by that point, the only house I had ever known was a like two story house. It's got an upstairs and a downstairs. And then by that point, it, we were living in a one story house that was just entirely flat. It was weird having houses just be like lined up next to each other yeah. in a stereotypical suburban neighborhood instead of having them spaced out. Yeah. Just weird things like that that I noticed. Because here's the thing about you. You don't like change. I don't like change. I want to make that very clear to everyone. I hate change. Even to this day, I still don't like change. I'm getting better at it. But back then, I was like, change would cripple me back in the day. Yes. It was it was terrible. The way that we handled change with you when you went from kindergarten to first grade, that was a difficult transition for you. And a strategy that we came up with with your first grade teacher was to put a card on your desk, a laminated card to tell you what was coming up on the schedule and you could cross it off because you needed to know what you were doing next. Um, yeah, that's how we, yeah. <laughs> we had to come up with little strategies like it, that for you. That's, that's great. I don't remember that. That's crazy. Yeah. You uh, have never liked change. 
Does that make it? I, I don't know. Is that just weird? <laughs> I know. I think a lot of people are like that. They just don't have either the tools to be able to make it a little easier on themselves and the people around them be able to help them because you were very lucky to have a first grade teacher that wanted to help you. Yes. And it wasn't just, it's my way or the highway. Yes. Um, and yes, then yes. for me to be able to recognize your hatred of change, there were times where I would have to make decisions of when do I tell you that this is happening? Like I didn't tell you, you were going to kindergarten, I think until the day before you went to kindergarten, because <laughs> I knew you would worry. <laughs> you would worry leading up to it because there were times you either just didn't like change or you would fixate and be so anxious that it wasn't worth telling you you were going to kindergarten. You know, it, this was not going to be the the, hey, in two months, you get to go to kindergarten. You're a big boy. You would have stressed over it the entire summer. <laughs> so I just waited until the day before uh, to shorten that window of your worry time, if there was any. And, you know. I, I remember that. And I, I guess I didn't handle it well, even even with the short-term notice, because I remember my first day of kindergarten, I got in trouble for something. I can't remember what it was. And then I remember everyone going out to recess and I remember recess from pre-K and I was all sad and disappointed and I was just, they had, they had me like write down numbers from one to 100. And I did that so many times, one to 100 at, in kindergarten, at like the age of four, I was doing that. And then everybody came back and everybody was like sad and disappointed. And apparently something happened on the playground and it was like, oh, the monkey bars are banned. Ooh, I don't, I still don't know what it was, <laughs> What whatever it was. I was like, man, I missed that. <laughs> Well, now you can go on as many monkey bars as what you want to. Oh, man, if I can, if I. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So going back. Yeah. Where were we? Oh, the the divorce. There was a lot of moves. Yes, the move. You don't like change. I don't like change. So that was happening. And this was during the change to middle school. And one thing I definitely remember, middle school is where I started to chunk out, (laughs) to be frank. That specifically seventh grade and definitely in eighth grade because I kept I it was just I kept stress eating I, I was I was not looking forward to having to move between two different houses and I wanted to make sure it was even that was one thing I was very oh yeah you were very adamant yeah. where I wanted to spend exactly half the time with you and half the time with dad yeah um so I had to find a we had them to figure out a schedule that works with that. But an, an, another thing in particular that really sucks about it, um, not about the divorce, but about the, the school change was they completely got rid of a recess pretty much. Yeah. In middle school, there was a middle ground where they did have a PE class and there was a PE class that we had to do. Um, but there would be some days where we just didn't really do much. It was like go out on the track. Like whatever. There was really no activity. There was no activity half the time. Which it when, you, when you're younger and you enjoy doing that. And once you get to middle school and they begin to phase that out. And in high school they nearly completely phased that out. Um, unless you were willing to do something for it. Which I'm like iffy on at best where i'm like yeah i feel like there should be more required work uh, specifically in high school and middle school they could work on it high school definitely needs it 
Because there's a lot to be said about just moving more. At the age that y'all are, the nutrition does matter, but your metabolism is going faster than what it is when you're, you know, 30, 40 and above. That when you're the age you are, if you don't have those nutrition habits in place yet, just moving more can make a big difference. Exactly. And this, I... I'm trying to, what is it? I can't remember if it was middle school or high school, beginning of high school, maybe that I was like, I'm not getting the physical activity I want. So I wanted to join my first gym. Yes. And now see also before the divorce, I was working at a boot camp in town and I do remember you coming in sometimes. I, I, I would come in and just kind of do smaller versions of whatever the exercise was or go out, go out into the, um, the, the scrap yard that it was in yeah. and just kind of mess around. But it, it would get me outside. Basically it would get yeah. me outside and doing something. Um, and then when we moved and I don't really remember what it was like with your friend situation. I mean, you've, you've had the same group of friends since middle school. It was the frame. It was the same group of friends. But yeah. at that point we, hadn't really uh there was no going out and riding bikes and we were all separated basically it was i didn't have any friends in the neighborhood all my friends were at school and they were across town one was in a different town it'd just be like that so we couldn't be active together yeah basically and that's you know i would I, i would want you to go in the new neighborhood that we had and go swimming in the pool or to you know go bike riding and do that sort of thing but that's really no fun to do by yourself and your you know your sister y'all were at the age where y'all don't want to hang out together so it's not like you could go grab Kara and go ride bikes so the activity level had definitely drastically decreased and at the time I was crossfitting. I had been crossfitting at that point for five oh, years, CrossFit. I guess. And yes. y'all had, you know, done. We, knew, we we were like, we knew everyone there. Yeah. They And everyone knew us because at that point you were a regular member mm-hmm. of, of the crew. Yes. There. Um, and I remember it and it was nice and they, and everyone was nice. So at some point, I can't, again, I can't remember when, but I eventually – did I have a membership? You did. I did. Yep. I did have a membership. And I'm I'm going to be frank. I hated it. <laughs> I really hated it. Yeah, it was not your thing. But you did really well when you were in there. But when, yes. you, you definitely realized that that's not going to be your mode of exercise. No. And I realized it wasn't going to be it because I would look forward to – because you made me a deal. And it was every few workouts or so, we would go for a special treat or for a nice dinner. And, and I was the l- only reason that you stuck with it for as long as what you did. I love food. What can I say? <laughs> and – but I, I – you shouldn't – you shouldn't – need in my opinion you shouldn't need to go to the gym and feel like you need to reward yourself for going to the gym the reward itself should be being feeling being and feeling better by going to the gym not i'm gonna go treat myself after the gym (laughs) i love that i hope keith can take a that clip that's a great that's a great realization it's it's it and i can't remember how long i was at crossfit for but it 
took me towards the end. I was like, man, this just isn't working out. Yeah. And some some of the workouts were really, really intensive, and I hated it. I the num one one in particular really got me. And it was carrying like a 20, I can't remember. I always exaggerate. I was like, it's a 100 pound sandbag, <laughs> 50 pounds, 20 pounds, something like that. I think it was 20 pounds, but you had to carry a 20 pound sandbag and run a mile. And I was like, I wanted to, to just, I, I felt, I just wanted to die. I just wanted to curl up on the curb and just, just wait, <laughs> just wait it out. <laughs> but I did that and I was like, oh man, this isn't going to work. So I, I quit that. And I, I, by this point, we were in high school, and the living situation was more stable. We moved to our second house, which was in the same neighborhood. So it wasn't that bad. Like Right moving, down the road. Right down, actually, right down the road. So the second house, it wasn't that bad. And we stayed there for four years, mm-hmm. right? So it was pretty stable there. And I was going with my dad. And by this point, um, Kara was spending most of her time at your house. Mm -hmm. So when I was going to dad's, I was there by myself with him for most of the time. Yeah. And one thing about my dad is he is so the most stereotypical like nine to five working dad ever where he – he didn't cook. He just did not. He just didn't really cook that much. It would be a treat when he would cook, right? This is when, and he, the only things he would cook on the regular were meat on the grill, like every suburban dad. And I was like, <laughs> wow. So this is where my love of grilling comes from, and it comes from a need of me wanting to cook for myself because uh, my it was it was just with. My dad, it was almost out of necessity, out of a necessity. And I hate to say that, but it was out of a necessity. So now I know how to cook on the grill. And I love, I love that. Um, I remember the first time I, 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 with pork, it was fine with steak. It was fine with chicken. I poisoned myself. (laughs) I (laughs) like, but now I can cook chicken just fine. You just, it was just a little bit of a learning curve. It was like, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, getting sick it was a real sink or swim moment (laughs) (laughs) but now um going into high school basically i guess going into high school this uh, another drastic turn happened where you you met keith um and keith lived in rome and i had known him he was cool but y'all wanted to move in together and pretty much get away from the white Cartersville area and move out somewhere where there's more opportunity. Yeah. And that was here. Can can I say where? I don't know the rule. Yes. In Ro- in Rome. Pe- it is in Rome. Yes. Right. Okay. I'm always worried when I do these <laughs> things. Um, I'm worried. I don't know who, <laughs> cause I'm always worried. It's going to be like, I'm going to find where this person lives. Cause I hear terrible stories about oh that online, but, I trust everyone. <laughs> I'm a super trustworthy and therefore a gullible person. It's cool. We've said that we okay. live in Rome. Yes. So they so they moved to Rome. But me, I This was the right before your senior year. This no, this was before my junior year, right? No. No, it was your scene it was your senior year because here was this is why you're drawing a blank and it feels like part of that is probably like blocked out. Because your junior year the last half 
was the most miserable time. Oh, that's right. It was COVID. Yes. How did I forget? Yes, it was COVID. And basically everything came to a standstill. Yes. And one thing I do remember before COVID hit was that was my first time I went on a diet. I went on a, a key, oh, I, yeah. I went on a keto diet and I stuck to it pretty well for like two to three months. Something yeah, like that. Something like that. That was our that was our keto era. It was our keto era. Yes, because yes. everybody goes through. Here's here's <laughs> everyone what, goes through everyone, a, a a gimmick diet yes. era. I mean, <laughs> you go through all these things because you see people that are able to drop weight quickly, and you're like, okay, that sounds great to be able to eat, you know, all the meat you want, and keto is marketed as bacon and cheese and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And uh, who needs, who, who needs, needs bread? Carbs? Who yeah. needs rice? Who needs that stuff anyway? What? Um, but now, looking back on it, I'm like, you, now I understand you've got to have a health, like a balanced diet for that type of stuff. Nothing wrong with having rice and potatoes and sweet potatoes. I'm sorry. I don't want to live in a world where sweet potatoes are demonized. You do because you don't like sweet I could, potatoes. I could, I could be 100% fine with that. But let's just say my version of it would be normal potatoes. Yeah. That'd be terrible. What a terrible There's world. There's nothing wrong with regular potatoes. And I think everyone needs to go through that to discover it for themselves. That if if it works for a few months, but then you go back to your old habits What's it, the point? It obviously didn't work because what you want is for something that has some sustainability to it and you don't feel miserable and you don't feel like you're missing out. I mean, for goodness sakes, if you did one cheat meal with, you know, if we did bacon cheeseburgers, bacon cheeseburger. we would throw ourselves out of ketosis, you know, and just the whole point <laughs> is of the actual term yes, ketosis. Yes. Wow. You know, and then it can take you several days or so to get back into ketosis. So yes. it just definitely didn't work out, but you yeah. did try that for yes. a little while. And I, I want to reiterate that if you, if anyone's listening and they want to try it, go for it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and be like, don't do it. It was terrible. Cause to be frank, I did lose weight. I did. I, that was actually my peak weight was right before, uh, 20 during right before 20, 2019 2020 literally peak weight i was 320 pounds yeah that was my that was my peak and then i lost a little bit and then i started the keto and i went down to 280 that's what i went down to and i was really happy about that but i'm not gonna lie i didn't feel so good because it was just meat it was only meat, and the only reason i stuck with it is because it was so easy to manage and keep track of when I was at my dad's house because that's all he cooked was meat. So it was so easy. But I'm like, now now looking back, I'm like, oh man, I had to have I like you can't just not have like rice and bread and all that. So if you want to try a, like a, a I call them gimmick diets like that, uh, paleo yeah. is another one. I don't know, like a few other ones. If you want to do that, go for it. And if it makes you feel good, it feels good. But I, that's just my personal experience with it. Because really what matters is that you're in a calorie deficit if you're looking to lose body fat. That's yes. what really matters. So whatever it is you choose to do, the calories still do matter. I mean, even if you're intermittent fasting, you're just shortening the time that you're getting the calories in and it's easier to create calorie deficit if you're only eating in a certain window during the day yes so high school basically what it was i was just trying a bunch of different things 
starting going to a gym, uh, starting a diet. But the, 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 the real kicker in the pants uh, was I was not getting – I was I basically zero physical activity at school. Nothing. After the first semester of ninth grade, I had – I can't even say the whole time because that was for – that's when the whole credit system was a thing and you had to get these credits to graduate and it was whatever what you needed, which I think is ridiculous. One single PE and health credit to graduate. And I'm like, you get that done in a semester and you don't need to take physical education or, or PE or nothing ever again. You almost would have to start your you, own exercise program, whatever that may be. You, you would, would have to start that or join something at school. A lot of people, from what I saw, joined uh, weightlifting. That was a thing. Um, but getting into school clubs and they and uh, uh, school not school clubs, but more so school teams. But you got to try out for those, and you end up getting gatekeeped from doing that instead of it being like a club or something. Because and I get thing. and I get that because it's high school school teams and all that. Yeah. But you had played rec ball too from the time you were little, like. Six years old. I forgot about that. Yes. Not not that I did, but I wanted to bring that up was I did play rec basketball for eight years. I did that until I was 15, 15. Right. When high school started. Right. When high school started, because once I got into, I was struggling. I'm not going to lie that last year. Um, I was struggling. I'm, I'm a big, I was a big guy by that time. I was big. Like I said, it was seventh grade. That was when I really began to uh, blow up and I played center. And for those who don't know basketball, basically I would sit right by the net and go for rebounds. Basically (laughs) they called me rebound Ray in certain years. I was literally the MVP of the team in certain years because I was so much larger than everyone else. And that was about the time too, that they would approach you about playing football. How many times I still get to this day. Do you play football? And I am 20 years old in college and I still get that. And I'm like, I personally never enjoyed it. I've never been a fan of really aggressive hands-on sports, basically like basketball can be like that, but it's what minor pushing and shoving to get around this. I've never been a, a, a football guy because I, I just don't think crashing into each other and at 20 miles an hour is particularly fun. I remember you telling me one time you weren't afraid of getting hurt. You were afraid of hurting someone else. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, I like to think I'm a compassionate person, so I don't really like hurting other people at all. I try to, I'm a people pleaser. I try to make everyone happy and it doesn't end up well. And I feel real bad whenever I like I hurt someone's feelings or something of something. I'm like, I'm sorry. This is just how I feel. Yeah. But right, right when that happened, the, uh, that was high school. And then once y'all moved to Rome, I still needed to go to school. Um, I still needed to go to school for another year. So I moved with my dad pretty much permanently. Yeah. For that last year and that's where rough on everyone but at the same time it was actually a good opportunity for you because yeah it had its pros and cons yeah um i wasn't happy about it at the time but you started doing your own grocery shopping i remember that my my dad made it very clear my dad is all about 
being, you know, you being a man and you being self-sufficient and all that. So in my senior year of high school, he's like, I'm not going to be the one who cooks for you. Maybe sometimes, you know, like any parent. But if you're going to be out on your own, you got to know how to (laughs) – I think one time he did use the the word hunt, hunt for yourself, um, but fend for yourself and know how to cook for yourself. So that's when I had to start figuring things out. And luckily I worked at a grocery store. Yeah. You, right? you've been working at Publix since you were 15. 15. Can I say that? Yeah. Can I say you worked at Publix? I don't want anyone to show up at Publix. <laughs> Trust me. Anyone who's listened to this is probably already knows that i'm sure you guys have brought it up at least one point i've already told a lot of people i'm going to be on a podcast <laughs> so so yeah you've been working at public since you were 15 uh and you you knew the lay of the land when it came to a grocery store yes and i and i want to say listen listen i understand i work at Publix and all that so i know i'm gonna come off as real uh corporate or like uh like I've been paid off. Publix is genuinely the best place, like the best common grocery store, at least here in the South, genuinely the best place to get food from, from a grocery store. It's better than Walmart. Don't get me started on Walmart. Um, I can I can go on and on about how terrible their meat selection is. Ingle, Ingles is, I don't, who cares? <laughs> and Kroger I have been told multiple times that Kroger is falling apart because their produce selection, they just don't care about their produce section at all. At Publix, however, we care. <laughs> we care a lot. Publix is where we usually go. Um, that's that's why I wanted to work there because I had been there so much. Yeah. And I would go there all the time and I would know and it would always be, it would be a great time. You can go to Publix and get a free cookie. It was great. Um. But working at Publix, I understood, like, you know, what to get. But Publix, it would be expensive. And especially working at that point, I was not uh, an adult yet. So I was still working. I was still technically a minor. And therefore, they would give me less hours. So I had less money to work with. Um, So I would go to Walmart. And that's where I figured out things like that's where I started cooking chicken. (laughs) Um, Different things. I would buy really cheap fish would be another i didn't start buying higher i guess higher tier stuff until i became an adult um that's when i started buying like pork and uh, steak more often so i started doing that but that's because i did not have the money yeah sure i bought fresh meat and all that but other than that it was a lot of snacks and it was a lot of junk food and my living with my dad doesn't help because that's all he eats as well. Like his diet would be like a pork chop and a bag of sunflower seeds. Very true. <laughs> Very true. That's what he, that's what his diet would be. He wouldn't eat fresh vegetables like ever. And I was, sh- I was shocked because when I would go over and I, I would, it's not like I would never see you. Yeah. You when would I was come a, visit when I you would, could. I would come visit on Every once in a while on like a weekend or something. When you didn't have to work. Yeah. And it would be a big deal then. Like, oh, Bose is here. Let's cook. <laughs> Let's cook food. Because you even made the made the point. It was when you're not here, <laughs> we fend for ourselves. Yeah. 
And I was like, wow. But when I was over there, it was like, oh, I would actually eat fresh vegetables. I would eat bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would be special. You would make the creamy chicken enchiladas. Creamy chicken enchiladas. Those, those oh, are always good. Those are always good. The buffalo chicken dip. That's yes. where my love of buffalo chicken dip comes from. Yep. It'd be stuff like that. So And we'd always have broccoli with it. And we'd always have broccoli. We would always have broccoli with it. I would dip the broccoli in the buffalo chicken dip. It'd be great. But when I was when I was with my dad for that last year, that's I was like I it was plus school. School was incredibly stressful because I was leaving. I was leaving high school, graduating high school. And by that point, I did not know what I wanted to do with my life. I really didn't. And I, I, I don't, <laughs> my dad said, I'm going to get into this. My dad said, and he, he denies it to this day. He did say, I will give you a year to figure out what you want to do. If you don't know what you want to do by then, you're going to have to move out, figure out your own path in life. If you do, you can stay here while you go to school. You can go here while you work, you know, till you get your feet off the ground. Um, he did not to, to keep it simple. He did not keep that promise at all. He met, he, he, it went downhill from there after he didn't even give me the, the, the full year either. Yeah. You had went, let's see, you graduated. I graduated and you continued to work at Publix yes. and you really didn't know what you wanted to do. I, I had a general feeling, but I didn't know what field or what. I just knew I wanted to do something that I could be hands-on. I did not want to be stuck behind a desk. I did not want to be, you know, in a, I, I, I did not want to be in a customer service position my whole life yeah. either. And you had told me at one time you wanted to be able to go to work, to work with your hands, fix things, work. Yes. You know, basically do that type of thing. Basic, basically it was, I wanted to be blue collar, but I didn't know what blue collar job I wanted. Yeah, You said you wanted to make a good wage. You wanted to have a family and provide. I did not have, I do not. And still don't, I don't really have big aspirations. I did not want to be the next lawyer. I did not want to be the next big doctor. I didn't want to have a like multi-story million, multi-million dollar house. So I just wanted enough to live and enjoy life basically. And you are so smart working with machines and computers and stuff like that. Like the whole trade, I don't know what you call it. The trade field. Is that what, what you would Uh, would call it? Uh, like learning a trade. I mean, yeah, like a, yeah, like a trade. I guess that would be the best way to say it. So valuable two people in everyday life and in in this day in this day and age in particular i i trade jobs are really undervalued yes in my opinion because we're still trade trade jobs were valued at one point like a while like a little while i would i'm trying to think of what would be the at the what decade would have been the turning point where it have been now we have the infrastructure now we have the cities built now we can be doctors and lawyers and scientists and all that and granted we need those but now that we don't have now now that everyone's focused on that and there's to be fair they're still focused on that doing that and all the money is being poured into those instead of fixing roads instead of you know uh working like i see i see so many places being understaffed and the people there working to the bone 
and, and dying on the job basically because there's so few. And I'm like, I, I was thinking to myself logically in the future, if the future is the way we say the future is going to go, where we get more technologically advanced. And I even said this earlier, when AI starts becoming a more commonplace thing and guess what happened? You, you know what's happening right now. AI is like, starting to go everywhere in every field except for one field, trade jobs. You cannot replace trade jobs with AI. You can't because let's say what you make a robot that can fix other things. Well, guess what? What happens when that robot breaks? You make a robot to replace that, to, to replace that robot. Who's going to replace that robot? Who's going to fix that robot? Humans will always have a role to play in the trade field. That is a job that will never go out of style. So for me, it was perfect. I was like, this, like you're, I'm never going to be out. I feel like I'm never going to be out of a job. From what I've been told, there are so many job placement <laughs> fields and places that are in desperate need of, of work. I'm never going to be out of a job basically, yeah. which that was another thing for me is job security. I want to, I want somewhere where I can, you know, I won't, I won't ever be like, Oh man, they got rid of me from this place. Let's, you know, there's going to be another one right down the road. Yeah. You know, it's going to be something like that. All right, guys, that wraps up part one. Be sure to tune in next week to catch part two. 